What's going on, y'all? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Week 16. Broncos have been statistically eliminated from the playoff, but they're still number one in our hearts. Welcome to the Rager Show. It is your boy Ray hanging out. We're going to talk about football, fantasy football, sports betting all through the Broncos' lands while they go downtown to the Chargers Stadium, see if they can get another win for the year. Give it up for my buddy J-Rock. Jared is hanging with us today, man. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We just watched the uh, Las Vegas Raiders take an L to the Miami Dolphins, which is amazing for us. We might end up being uh, second in the AFC West. Not that it does much for us in the long run, but at this rate, oh, man, I'm just happy to see the Raiders lose. Oh, my God. Another Gruden choke job. That's what it is. How many many years and how many millions, man? Oh, yeah. man. If you missed that or if you're chiming in right now, uh, Raiders giving up a a two-point lead within like 13 seconds left to go in the game and losing to the Miami Dolphins. Who put Fitz Magic in the game late in the game, and who knows what's going to happen in that quarterback controversy over there? So, last week, Jared. Wait, hold right. on. I forget this every single time. What's going on, man? What time is it right now, baby? I, I think it's. I, you know, we're recording this pretty late on Saturday, just because of the holidays and everything. But I'm pretty sure it's like 30 minutes to an hour past beer 30, man. Yes, let's it let's is. do this. Let's do this. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. Cheers, Jared, man. What you drinking over there? So I, I decided to go with the, uh, the, I'm still sticking with the slow brew. This is the Big Cerveza. It's a craft lager. It does taste like a Mexican lager, which is absolutely amazing for me. That's awesome. And I'm going with the OG, man. Listen, one of Jared and I's favorite experiences in our entire world was at New Belgian Brewery. I got that Voodoo Ranger IPA here today. New Belgian shouts to y'all. Y'all do some great work. Russ, man, Amazing. We had a hell of a time there a few years ago. We'll tell you about a VIP tour another day. <laughs> Let's go look at last week. Technically, uh, Broncos loss, really disappointing. Potentially one of the most disappointing losses we've seen in a while as we go from Drew Locke hitting four touchdown passes one, one week. The following week, I think completing like 115 yards passing, looking like our offense can't do anything. What are your just kind of general takeaways and feelings going into week 16 where the Broncos have been eliminated from the playoffs? And they look like they're running in on fumes here coming down the last two weeks. Yeah, no, you definitely saw it towards the end of that Buffalo game, and it was unfortunate because Buffalo just really took you, – you, you, you love to be on one side of this and hate to be on the other. They just took all uh, hope out of our, our hearts. Uh, that fumble recovery for a touchdown after that, nobody really bounced back on the offense. Nobody was really right. pushing themselves. And, and I think that's the most disappointing part of the whole thing. And um, going into this week, at, at this point we've – we're in a point where we already knew where we we're going to be. We're not a playoff team. We're not a playoff team this year, and that's what we need to look forward to. We have two games left, both against AFC West rivals, uh, one against the Chargers, who obviously are a dumpster fire team, and then uh, the next week against the Raiders, wow. our, our arch nemesis Raiders, who just dropped one to Miami. Both winnable games, I think, yeah. uh, for us. And and if anything, if we can finish second in the AFC West, that should be what our motivation is right now. Yeah, totally. And that's an interesting dynamic. Okay, we're five and nine. How do you feel about the Broncos if we end up five and 11 versus how we end up seven and nine? I mean, are you talking two totally different dynamics? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling like shit? How are you feeling? And let's say we just go in and we sneak the next two games. How are you feeling? 
Yeah, and, and that's the difference, too. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in Broncos country, especially with the media, about the differences in uh, what we're going to do with the offseason, whether it be coaching changes, whether it be quarterback situation, whether it be, uh, you know, just changes in, in specific uh, locations that we, we may be not expecting. Um, I think the difference between going 5-11 and 11 and going 8-9 uh, and, yeah, seven seven and nine. Nine seven and nine is, is a huge difference. And I think a lot of it's going to be come down to that. And I, if we go five and 11, you're going to see changes that a lot of people are going to be disappointed with. If we finish off with the last two wins of the season, we have motivation going into next season. And hopefully we have a normal season next year uh, right. and give a little bit of an off season to get, get these guys going. And, and I'd like to see like at the end of last year, we had that motivation. We had the four, four out of five wins. I believe right. drew lock playing in, and, you know, we just had a lot of excitement around Broncos country. I want that excitement again. I mean, we need that excitement this offseason if we're going to do anything uh, to, to push forward towards next season. Yeah, and, and it feels like the yo-yo roller coaster of Drew Locke has really been the story of the year, right? We, we see glimpses. In fact, as we go think about handicapping this game for tomorrow morning, you know, Drew Locke in the fourth quarter against the Chargers throwing up three touchdown passes earlier in the year and looking like he might be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. And then <laughs> weeks like we saw last week where he's just, you know, anemic, 120 yards passing, just doesn't look like he can do a damn thing moving down the ball down the field. Um, interesting, interesting games for Drew Locke coming down the stretch as we think about the difference between 5-11 and 11 and 7-9 and nine and what that means for Drew Locke and the quarterback situation and all those things moving forward. Interesting things this week, though, is it seems like uh, Bronco players left and right, you know, potentially going to be in on the field, off the field. What are we going to see? We know that Philip Lindsay is going to be on IR, one of our go-to favorites here on the Ragers podcast. What else right. can you tell us, Jared, about what type of team are we going to see on on Sunday morning? Are we going to see some Broncos? Are we going to see a third string team? Are we call it in the replacements, and next thing you know, we do in the electric slide. What are we? <laughs> I mean, we've been playing. We've been calling the replacements since week five. Let's be honest. Like we've been, we've been having, we've been so deep on the depth chart, calling in people, especially on the DB side. We're still gonna be playing the same DBs that we played last week, which obviously didn't do so hot. But luckily, they only have a one-trick pony in um, in Keenan Allen yeah. on the on the defensive side. But we also are missing our number one pass rusher. Uh, Chubb is going to be out. Uh, he he's another one that we're gonna be missing. So if we're talking about you know pass rush, that's a huge a huge uh, hit to the Denver Broncos. And like you said, Philip Lindsay. So we're talking about now Royce Freeman. Are we going to try to play that still 50-50 ball where it doesn't right. matter what running backs in there, try to get them both touches? Or are we just going to, you know, ride with Melvin Gordon and try to get him as many yards as possible uh, through this uh, through this game? It, it's really kind of up in the air. But I think the, the Philip Lindsay being out, especially not just for this game, but for the rest of the year, for the next two games, is going to be an interesting dynamic here in Broncos country as we go forward. And clearly Vegas thinks that Gordon's going to get the lion's share because we see Absolutely. Gordon's you know, lions all year long sitting at 45, 50 yards rushing per game. We're already seeing it at above 70 yards. This is the highest total we've seen for any running back this year. They clearly don't see anything for Royce Freeman happening. We don't see a Royce Freeman line. We're going to track that very closely because I think, Jared, you and I both think there's tremendous value if we do see a Royce Freeman line out there because of the way that the Broncos have been splitting the carries. Absolutely. Big shout out though to Chubb and Simmons making the Pro Bowl, the Madden oh, yeah. Pro Bowl, or I don't know what the hell <laughs> here with the Pro Bowl. Uh, J Rock and I have been to multiple Pro Bowls together, actually down at Hawaii. We We've had some great experiences down at the Pro Bowl over the years. So shouts to you all, um, whoever's out there voting for the Pro Bowl. 
Y'all probably missed it. Garrett Bowles is probably the most deserving Bronco that deserved to be in the Pro Bowl this year and didn't actually make the Pro Bowl. But hey, who am I? You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. So, all right, let's go to tomorrow's uh, football game. Uh, meaningless football game in the sense of does anybody have a chance to make the playoffs as both the Chargers and us are both essentially – um, I think the Chargers may have a gut shot chance to get in. I'm not exactly sure, but with the Dolphins winning tonight, I believe that basically solidifies the deal for them. And I think it's really just come down to whether or not the Ravens can make the playoffs at this point in time. So uh, barring without me knowing the insides and outs of the Chargers game, I'm assuming we both can't make the playoffs. We're right. both coming in down the stretch. We both got young quarterbacks here. Does anybody got anything to play for? I, look, like first of all, yeah, they're both math- mathematically limited. We're both five and nine. We're both, you know, bottom of the barrel. And what we're playing for is what I mentioned earlier. We're playing for the AFC West. Oh, yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl favorites this year, the Patrick Mahomes experience, whatever you want to call it, is the AFC West right now. And we had it as Broncos country. We had it for a few years, you know, at the top of the division for a while. And, right. and honestly, like 20 years before this, we were probably up there more than half the time. But n- now we're in that fight of, okay, which of the three of us left are going to be number two? And I think that's going to be a big, big situation going in. First of all, and, and just to scratch any idea of anybody's mentality of tanking for better draft picks, no NFL team, no NFL owners, no NFL front lines, no NFL coaches or players are ever going to tank for better draft position. It's just right, not going to happen. Ask the Jets, fool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah except for the yeah, – I mean, yeah, ask the Jets. tanking done messed it up, so – they had such a oh man. They just lost their franchise quarterback because they won the game. But that's that's exactly what it is. It's all about that. We're not tanking for draft position. We're playing for pride at this point. We have two AFC rivals. First of all, the Chargers. If we can sweep them again, yeah. that would just be amazing. And then the Raiders the week after. We'll talk about that. But if we can sweep the Chargers and Justin Herbert, if Drew Locke can beat Justin Herbert twice in one year. It's yeah. going to scush a lot of haters and a lot of people that say that uh, Justin Herbert is is going to be the guy and he's going to be the, you know, the 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 bigger guy than uh, Drew Locke. Right, and you're you're totally right about both being statistically eliminated. I was thinking the Raiders for some reason had a seven win team, but the 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 Chargers at five wins, they are out for the year. So it's interesting. You look at it on paper, right? We got two very evenly keeled teams, right? Uh, Pro Football Focus has the Broncos rated as the second, second, twenty-second best overall team. Chargers twenty-fifth. Uh, both of our offensive ratings are basically the bottom five of the league. Uh, Chargers middle of the pack defense. Broncos, of course, we know is a top ten defense in the league. It's a very interesting deal. But if you want to talk about who has more to play for, Herbert's not playing for his job. Herbert has no. won the job, right? I don't. It doesn't matter what Herbert does down the stretch. Herbert's the guy. Drew Locke. Do you think in your mind that Drew Locke has won the job for the Broncos or is Drew Locke still playing for uh, his his spot as the quarterback of the Broncos next year? Absolutely. No, he's he's playing for it, and, he, and you know he is. Uh, and it's unfortunate because he shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. The inconsistency, is, I think, is the biggest thing, and a lot of people are trying to, like, you know, get into uh, film and find out what his consistencies are, what his inconsistencies are. Um, I I think down the road as we've gone through it, at the beginning of the season, a lot of people wanted to blame it on Pat Shermer. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that it's it's kind of decision-making on Drew Locke, and I think he's playing for his job more than Pat Shermer is. Pat Shermer is going to be here next year. Is Drew Locke going to be the number one quarterback, or is there are we going to try to go get somebody in the offseason? And unfortunately, that's where if he comes out against two AFC teams, 
ES AFC West teams right. and just demolishes them like we did the like he did Carolina, like he did New England. Right. Then we're not going to have this conversation in the offseason. We can focus on getting some some help somewhere else. But if he comes out and he struggles like he did against Buffalo, right. we're we're going to have some issues. Unfortunately, we have more questions than answers right now. So <laughs> the key though, when we're talking about sports betting again, is predictability. What can we predict? What can we expect as we think about this week's game? And so probably to folks who don't follow the Broncos or the Chargers, tomorrow's game at 205 is a dumpster fire of a fucking <laughs> game. Like, we got two bottom barrel teams, you know, middle, middle of the pack type of teams with, you know, average offenses and maybe decent. De- I mean, it's a it's a dumpster fire. I mean, this is Browns, Tennessee, two years ago type of a football game. <laughs> but that don't matter because we love the Broncos. Y'all love the Broncos. We love making money. Y'all love making money. We're going to bet on the Broncos tomorrow. You better damn believe it. So let's think about where we can exploit some matchups here. Again, Drew Locke's sort of magical game earlier in the year came against the Chargers. We saw a lot of really fun stuff happen. Jared, who's got the advantage? Let's start on the outside working our way in. Wide receivers, right. cornerbacks, what are you thinking? Um, we're seeing kind of, kind of up and down years for Patrick, Hamler, uh, Judy, all three of them have had largely up and down years. Uh, big game, small game. Hamler, two touch, two catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns, and basically doesn't do shit. Tim Patrick, two weeks of 100-yard uh, catching, hasn't gone over 50 since then. What do you see here happening? Yeah, so there's two things. One, the good thing is we get to look at what happened last time we played them. Um, and and I'll, I'll, who do you think – if you remember right, you always play these games with me. Let's see if right. let's see if I can play this game with you. All right. I'm gonna play the game with you this time. Let's play. Who had the most receptions and most yards last time we played them? This has got to be this. Okay, this is uh Drew Locke's game back, I believe, or the second game back. I think this is it Tim was. Patrick. Tim Patrick had his big day. Deshaun Hamilton. Whoa, Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, KJ Hamler. It also was his first or second game back, I believe, from his injury. Yeah. Um, and Deshaun Hamilton had just a great game. Um, He had he 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 was the the number one receiver in that game. So I I think that's what I look at when I think about this when we're talking about. And so the other thing you have to think about too is right their number one quarterback, someone they stole from us, and I'm still mad about it. Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. Chris Harris Jr. is back. He did not play against us the first time because of his injury, but he is back. Um, and he's not having a great year this year with the Chargers. Uh, no. the, that defense is not playing very well, and especially the pass defense is just not clicking the way that you know you would expect it to with the with the big guys with uh, Hayward, um, Chris Harris, and Davis. Now. Right. I would say our slot corners and, and you know, we, we got burned last week by KJ Hamler and the lack right. of targets to KJ Hamler. But I, I do think that our receivers have the advantage here. And and here's the other thing we have to go through in this, in this game too, that we have to think about their offense is elite. Our defense is elite. Their, our offense is trash. Their defense is trash. Sure. So which one is going to get, take better advantage. I think our offense is trash and I think it's not trash because it's just terrible. I think it's trash because it's inconsistent. Sure. But I think if we can find that consistency, if we can get that, uh, get those targets, I, I see big games for guys like Jerry Judy, who hasn't had a big game in a while, and right. KJ Hamler, who, like I said, Deshaun Hamilton in his place uh, last time we played them just had an amazing game, and I think we'd exploit that again. And I think one of the things I always like to try to think about is it doesn't matter who you and I think, right? But I, I believe that the Broncos front office believe that Jerry Judy's the guy, right? And Absolutely. I don't think that they believe Tim Patrick's the guy, although I, I've said it a thousand times here on the show. 
I know you agree. Sign Tim Patrick to a three-year, $21 million type of deal. Give the dude $15 million guaranteed, and <clears throat> he's your wide receiver three for the next three years. You are in great, great shape with that. I'm No knock on Tim Patrick. He's just not who they believe is Jerry Judy's the guy. This is the lowest total I think we've seen Jerry Judy in 12 weeks. I, I can't remember what he was yeah. in the first couple weeks, but we've been seeing Jerry Judy in the 40s. I see Jerry Judy this week at 38.5 yards. Um, his over-under on catches is 3.5 with even juice. I think the betting public is way off on this one right here because you and I both follow this team so closely. You and I have seen what's happened all year long. I do believe they believe in Jerry Judy. I, I love that bet this week. Tim Patrick projected 13 yards more than Jerry Judy. I think that's a little bit off. I, I, I'm not sure why that's falling in that way because you and I both know who they really, really believe in is Jerry right. Judy. I'd like to see Jerry Judy get one more of those Moss type of plays, right? Uh, we, I don't know what that was, week four or week five, where he just sort of mossed that dude. We haven't seen that time. from Jerry Judy. I'd love to see one of those in the next couple of weeks. I'm thinking this is the big week here. Jared, now that you're saying that we have an advantage on the outside. Yeah, and, and one more point to that, too, is that what do we have to play for other than to get these young guys the ball? Right. Like we that's that's what we're playing for. Get these young guys the ball. See what they can do in open space. See what they can do when they when they get targeted. And I think that's going to be the focus through through the next couple of good days. And I, I think you're right, 100%. Jerry Judy is being this low. We got to hammer that. I think we got to take it. I think that if the numbers are showing us, I think we got to take our chances here. KJ Hamler sitting at 31 yards, I think is also enticing for us as we think about those bets this week. Fant and uh, Tim Patrick both sitting at 47.5 yards. Again, I think Fant's a safe bet anytime it's under 50. Um, if you want to hammer that Fant train. So let's talk about Fant. Let's bring it into the tight ends. Let's take a look at the tight ends versus middle linebacker, linebacker crew, safeties. What do you see? Is there any sort of advantage there? Or what do we think? Yeah, so again, their their coverage is not very good. You know, it's somebody somebody that I've talked about a couple times and I really wanted us to get in the offseason in the draft. Uh, instead of Jerry Judy, which is pretty funny, uh, and I'll, I'll take this L for me as Kenneth Murray. I think he was going to be a great coverage linebacker coming into the league, and he hasn't been playing that well as a coverage linebacker. A lot of it has to do with the the quick strike offense of the Chargers, uh, you know, and and making other teams having to have quick strike offense. I like Noah Fant. I don't know what his line is this week, and I think if if it's anywhere near where it normally is, I'm kind of want to stay away from it just because yeah. it's it's a tough one. But look at last week. He was the only person who was targeted. I, I swear, I, I I feel like every single throw was to Noah Fant, and I, it wasn't any different. And I, I don't know why why that was, but right. I, I remember. I mean, we won our Noah Fant bet, which you know, if you follow this this podcast, we we hammer Noah Fant right every single week. But we, we saw that Noah Fant line, and we I think we got it within at the first half. We got yeah. it in the first half, and then yeah. in the second half, he was still targeted just as many times as he was in the first half. It was absolutely nuts. So that's that's one of those that's. Kind of up in the air again with that inconsistency and why why is it that it's, we're trying to focus on him? Right, and if you look back to last time, Noah Fan had set or I'm sorry, nine targets, seven catches in the last game, but he only had 47 yards. So clearly they were trying to get right. him involved um, in that game. I you know again, I think wherever you like to put your money here, I think is probably a safe bet across the spread. I just like the Jerry Judy line the best this week because we've been seeing at the 45, 47, 55 yard mark. All year long, Jerry Judy's had three or four lackluster weeks in a row. He's sitting at 38.5 currently on DraftKings. I think that that is a safe bet for tomorrow. That's my favorite in this group here for sure. 
All right, running defense, and just kind of give me your general overall view of the offense. What do you think of uh, Melvin Gordon's chances this week? And then uh, how does that? Th- how do you think that fares for Drew Locke? So here, here's a big point in this, and I think that this their best player on the entire team. I, I, I honestly think he's the best player. Joey Bosa yeah. is out. He has officially been ruled out for this game, Perfect. and I think that's going to take a big a big hit to that defensive line. Uh, I don't know who his backup is. However, his other edge rusher isn't doing terrible, but it's because a lot of people had to focus on Joey Bosa. And, and I, I think that our run game is going to be able to take advantage of this team. And I think a lot of what we're going to try to do next week is going to be control the ball. Now we talked about it earlier in the podcast too. I don't know what they're going to do with Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman, and I think they're kind of keeping that close to the chest. I honestly think that they're going to stay with the 50-50 split. I think Royce Freeman is going to get a lot more carries and a lot more targets, uh, a lot more snaps in general um, than a lot of people are expecting because of the way that we like to play that 50-50 split. It doesn't matter who's in there. Keep the fresh legs in there. Um, I like Royce Freeman. We talked about this. If there is a line that comes up, I would hammer the shit out of that. Yeah, and if you've been following Ragers for a couple of years now, you know that Royce Freeman was kind of a favorite of the of the squad last year, you know, when we were seeing the Royce Absolutely. Freeman Lindsay split. Royce Freeman ain't no scrub. I mean, no. I mean that dude's definitely I mean, where is he from? Oregon. And he I think he was the all-time leading rusher at Oregon or something yeah. insane like that. I mean, the dude's got some skills. I think he's given the shot. We'll take a look at a line in the morning. Again, if you're not following, go to Twitter, OW Ragers. That's a great place to get some uh, daily or um, at least every Sunday lines and some fun stuff that happens there. Give us a follow at OW Ragers. All right, let's go to the game. Broncos, three-point underdogs, over under at 48. The money and the tickets are basically 50-50. Vegas is split. The betting public is split on this line. Jared, do the Broncos have a chance to win tomorrow? Yes or no? Yes. And like you said, the Broncos have more to play for. With the same record, both teams in the same record, the Broncos have more to play for. I, I think Anthony Lynn is done. Uh, and it's it's unfortunate. I think Anthony Lynn is done. I don't think no matter what he does in the next two games, it's unfortunate, but he's going to be gone. But mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos coaching staff, the Denver Broncos players, a lot of these guys that are on there, they're, they're, yeah. they have a lot more to play for. And I think it's going to show uh, as we go into tomorrow. And and again, I've said this a thousand times. I keep saying that. I, I, I've said this like seven times on this show, not a thousand, seven times on this show. What is what travels? What is the most consistent thing in the NFL? Defense, 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 defense. And we look at these two teams. Sure, lackluster, bottom of the barrel, not very exciting. But the Broncos definitely have the edge on the defensive side. I love that um, every day in a bag of potato chips. I love the Broncos tomorrow. I think they have more to play for. I think Drew Locke's got more to play for, and I think the defense travels. What you got, Jared? So I, I just I just got a notification. We're recording this on Saturday night after the game. It's 9 o'clock on uh, Pacific time for me here in California. I just got heads up that Keenan Allen will not be playing tomorrow against the Denver Broncos. Hey, all right. Take the Broncos. So, taking the Broncos. If we could take Broncos with, uh, with three points, I think that is a number one. I mean – Without Keenan Allen, without the number one receiver, there's. I think we have this, and we we have a chance to win this. There's no way we should be uh, underdogs by three points. Yeah, hey, there we go. Hey, Keenan Allen being out, I think that definitely makes the Broncos probably, if not back down to a point, if not the favorite in the game. In my opinion, I think that's how much Keenan Allen adds to the game. 
Definitely taking the Broncos now at this point in time. I already liked him before with Keenan Allen in the game. I definitely like them now. Thanks for that little nugget, Jared. All right, Absolutely. over under game. Let's do it, Jared. I'm going to throw a little curveball in here for this week just for the funsies of it. Gordon is sitting at 70 yards tomorrow, over under. Ah. <sighs> Ah, that's tough. I'm, I want to say under on Gordon only because, again, I think that we're going to do a 50-50 split with yeah. Royce Freeman, and I, I think he's going to go under there. I'm going to avoid the Gordon line. I, I'm with you, dude. I don't know what's going to happen exactly tomorrow, but if we get a Royce Freeman line in the morning, let's say late in the day, late in the morning, and you have anything in the 15s or the 20s, you, I think it's worth a shot. I, I, I would take Royce Freeman. I think he's got a shot to make something magical happen. I like Royce Freeman. J-Rock, what about Drew Locke's rushing yards? Let's do Drew Locke's rushing yards over 12 rushing yards. Not passing, rushing. Yeah. So I've taken Drew Locke's rushing yards on a couple weeks this week. I got burnt once. I think I had him at 11 yards. He got 10, uh, and and that killed me. But honestly, I I believe, oh, man, without a rush – they don't have their pass rush in Joey right. Bosa. I don't think he's going to be taken off as much. I don't like his rushing yards this game. Yeah, I just threw it out there just because we don't have that secondary running back. I think it was worth entertaining that one. I agree. <laughs> uh, take it or leave it. Uh, Drew Locke's not a bad right. runner, but take it or leave it. KJ Hamler, over 31.5 receiving yards. I like the over just by just from the history of the fact that last time that we played, we used our slot receiver and right. we used him often. And uh, we've, we've seen in, you know, the past five, six weeks that we want to target KJ Hamler. And we want him to be the guy. And honestly, he's been showing, especially in the last five, six weeks, more explosiveness as a second round pick than Jerry Judy has as a first round. Yeah. And, and again, you know, for the last three minus last week, the three weeks before that KJ Hamler, the number one wide receiver on the Broncos roster, Tim Patrick, 47.5 yards. That's tough. I want to take the under on that. I think the teams are starting to realize that Tim Patrick is our number one receiver and they're the, the chargers are going to focus on Tim Patrick. Plus as a, on a contract year, Tim Patrick, I don't know if we're going to target him as much as I think we're going to Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy, 38.5 yards. I think I've already teased this. I love this line. You love this line. Definitely taking the over on that. You can mark that as a rager this week. I'm also going to take his over on his receptions this week. I think both are valuable. I'm going to double dip on Jerry Judy this week. 38.5 receiving yards, 3.5 receptions. I think both hit. Jerry Judy's like a four, five catch, 65 yard type of day tomorrow. Maybe a Yeti. I'm not exactly sure. We'll see how the game flows, but I like that a lot. Noah Fans, 47.5 yards. We're starting to inflate these numbers here. No offense, numbers are going up. I, I think that's an inflated number, and I want to stay away from that. I, I don't like – I like I said, we. I mean, you, you mentioned it too. We, we targeted him so many times last week, and he still had under 50 yards uh, on the game, and I just don't think that that's going to happen this week against the Chargers. I'm, I'm going to stay away from Fant, and this is the only reason why. If you're the Chargers prepping for the Broncos this week, what name have you heard in your study <laughs> study room, you know, uh, scout team all week long? Fant, 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 Fant. Especially after last week. No Fantas, no Fantas. I mean, clearly, I think teams are starting to pick up on the fact that Fant is probably our only true, honest-to-God weapon at this point in time that isn't, you know, sort of – Yeah, so – I think that's the word. I, I think I think for that sake and that sake only, I think I'm going to stay away from Noah Fant this week. I love Noah Fant, and again, I've said it before. If you like Noah Fant, if you're a Noah Fant guy, I'm a Noah Fant guy. 
If he's under 50, it's probably worth it just a flyer on him just each and every week just because of how often uh, Drew Locke depends on that tight end position. But I'm thinking they're going to double down on the tight end this week, opening up a few eight lanes on the outside. And I love hearing that from the slot position that the Chargers struggle covering that slot position. I think K.J. Hamler is, is just a, a, a surefire bet this week. I love Jerry Judy this week, this week again because of where the number is, and I love the Broncos knowing that Keenan Allen is out this week. So uh, how many yards does Drew Locke pass for tomorrow? 180. <laughs> so take the under, people. Taking the, the under. under. Yeah, I think, I, you know, it's so hard to predict, man. Is he going to throw for four touchdowns or is he going to throw for uh, zero touchdowns, two picks, and 180 yards? I think it's not worth taking that bet. Because of that, Jared, I'm also going to stay away from the over-under in this game. I think it's it set at 48.5, which is probably the right number, right? Vegas, remember, somebody, somebody really much smarter than me told me this. Vegas didn't build Vegas with their money. They built your <laughs> money, okay? And they are good at what they do because they set these lines in really, really great spots that make you really have to think about them. I bet this is a 27-20, 24-21. Uh, maybe you get a 30-30-21, 30-24 type of game tomorrow. I think it's close, but I do think the Broncos are on the positive end of that game. I'm going to stay away from the over-under because I don't think that Drew Locke's going to throw for his four-touchdown magical type of day tomorrow. I'm with you, Jared. 200 yards, conservative, bleh, white bread, <laughs> good. Uh, Lots of running. Still white bread uh, type of a game from Drew Locke tomorrow, I think is what we're going to see. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a lot of running. The, the absence of Jerry Bosa – or uh, yeah, the absence of Bosa on the yeah. defense – um and the absence of Keenan Allen on the offense, I I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas moves that number down. Uh, yeah, just because of those two. Uh, obviously we're both missing our lead rushers. Uh, we're both missing big weapons on the offense. Right. Uh, you know, obviously Keenan Allen bigger than uh, Philip Lindsay on our offense, yeah. but. Uh, I think that number that is going to go down. I do think this is going to be a low scoring game. I think we're going to rely a lot on the run, specifically us uh, as Broncos country, only because. I think that we need it. I think we need that run to control the clock and to control the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. Do we play to win or do we play to, to create some sparks and create some energy around? I think it's a really interesting thing to play out. Again, sports betting, predictability. That's what we care about. And and so what I think when we think about the predictability aspect, of thing, I think the KJ bet and the Jerry Judy bet are huge. All right, I'm taking Broncos. I'm taking points and money line. I, I like them both. I, you take your flavor. If you want to take the three points to give yourself a little cushion, take that. I'm going to take the money line. I think that the Broncos just went outright. They're getting positive juice right now on that. KJ Hamler over 30, 31.5 yards. Judy over 38 yards. And Judy over 3.5 receptions, I think, are all just going to ca- cause a huge cash day for us. Win or lose, man, I'm all in on this. I think that it's always much more fun when we win, Broncos win, and we get some money in our pocket. So that's where we're rolling with this week. Jared, any final thoughts as we roll into the last couple of weeks here for us, Broncos country, to think about? Uh, there's a couple things I want to plug uh, as you're listening to an Orange Weekly production of uh, Ragers. Please make sure you guys follow Orange Weekly as we go through this offseason. We have a lot of cool stuff coming for you. Uh, we haven't had a great season. We have a good offseason coming up for you. And make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on all your podcast listening devices. Um, also, as we're going towards the end of this season, uh, make sure that you are understanding where we are as a team. 
I think that's a big part for me. Yeah. I think understanding where we are as a team in the rebuilding phase. Obviously, everybody wants the big, you know, first year coach winning the Super Bowl. We can't have that again. It's not going to happen. So we we need to really uh, gauge expectations as we go forward. And please just keep keep listening to us. If you don't, then that's fine. We're just going to keep doing this and uh, having fun anyway. But uh, tell your friends, tell your family, and make sure you guys uh, stick with us through the off season. And, and Ray, it's been a great season. We got one more episode left uh, of this season through yeah. next week, and. I'm, you know, we, we, uh, what would you say? We're uh 32, 20 and three. That's crazy. That's on the year. Yeah. We've, we've, we found a way to make some money. And if you've been following us again, we are the Rager shows sp- sponsored, powered by orange weekly. Orange weekly is all about fans, brews, Broncos news, and we are best source of Broncos content. We're just a bunch of people that love talking about the Broncos. And we just happen to have a little bit of extra spare time and a little bit of extra whiskey in our cabinet. And so we just go for it and we talk Broncos and hopefully you enjoy it. Like button, subscribe button, share button. You hit that button, man. Give us some love. We appreciate y'all. We got a lot of fun stuff, including a fan appreciation show coming up here in a couple of weeks. So make sure you follow along again, Jared. It's been a pleasure rolling with you. And listen, we've made some money. The Broncos kind of suck, but that's okay. We're rebuilding. Like you said, hopefully we'll be back to playoff contention, playoff form next year. Really looking forward to it. I like the Broncos this week. I like the Broncos next week. I'd love to see seven and nine, couple of winners for us as we roll home, man. So, hey, man, Jay, always a pleasure, brother. You know what it's all about, man. Go Broncos, baby. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.